We appreciate your mighty Father. Be exalted. Be worshipped and be praised this morning. We enthrone you, Almighty Father. We bless you. There is none like you. Blessed be your name. We give you praise. We glorify you, God. We worship your mighty Father. We praise your name. We praise your name. We exalt your name. Obatauri Tanri shall worry Oshubarere Olorun Tauri Tanri shall singing the song and and the majority of us here we are Yoruba we appreciate you we glorify you we honor you breathe upon your immutable counsel this morning glorify your name give us a life-changing encounter in this service we give you praise blessed be your name we adore you in Jesus precious name amen Praise the name of Jesus. Please be seated in God's presence this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The book of First Peter, chapter number five. And we're going to read verse 10. The book of First Peter, chapter number five. And we're going to read verse 10. And we also read John chapter number 1 from verse 14 to 16. Verse 10 I read. 
but may the God of all grace who has called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ after that you have suffered a while perfect establish strengthen and settle you to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever amen praise the Lord John of the Gospel of John why you put your hand at that other place John chapter 1 and verse 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten son of the father full of grace and truth let's go to verse 16 and of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace may the lord bless the reading of his word in the name of jesus christ Amen. very quickly this morning i want to speak on the subject the God of all grace. Hallelujah. God is going to be giving you an encounter this morning with His grace. Praise the name of Jesus. In the book of 1 Peter, the Bible says, The God of all grace. But may the God of all grace who has called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God is the God of all grace. Praise the name of Jesus. And the grace of God is what puts an end to every suffering in your life. So when the grace of God appears, human sufferings are terminated. Hallelujah. Amen. So the cure to life struggles, the cure to life suffering is the grace of God. Hallelujah. For the God of all grace, who has called you unto his eternal glory and unto his eternal glory, after that you have suffered a while. So the grace of God will not allow suffering to continue in your life. The grace of God will not allow struggling and sweating to continue in your life. So this morning, God is going to deposit grace into your life. Every suffering, every struggling in your life shall be terminated. Amen. The Bible says, but the God of all grace, who has called you unto eternal glory, 
suffered a while. Listen to me. When grace appears, suffering is removed and glory is revealed. I don't know why somebody saw that there in that scripture. After, listen to me, grace is released, suffering is removed, and God's glory is revealed. The glory to which you have been called. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. I said the glory to which you have been called is revealed when the grace of God is made manifest. So get ready this morning. The glory of God is going to break forth in a new way in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you know why? God is the one that gives grace. He's also the one that gives glory. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Psalm 84. The Bible says in verse 11. The Lord God is a son and a shield. He will give grace and glory. So anywhere grace is, glory is mandatory. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, is anybody with me? When grace is released, glory is also manifest. So this morning, the glory to which, the glory for which you have been called shall be made manifest in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I can't hear people's amen this morning. Amen. Listen to me. In the scripture that we read, the Bible says in that place that the God of all grace after you have suffered a while he will release grace to terminate your suffering. And the Bible says that four things will happen in that scripture. Hallelujah. After you have suffered a while he will perfect he will establish, he will strengthen, and he will settle you. The living version puts it this way. He will support you, he will restore you, he will strengthen you, and he will settle you. So somebody under the sound of my voice this morning, as you are going to receive an encounter, with God's grace, with the God of all grace. Hallelujah. Amen. You will receive divine support. Amen. I say you will receive divine support. Amen. So meaning that listen to me, an encounter with the God of all grace will bring divine support in your life. It appears to me that by by the grace of God, you actually don't need the help of man in your life. Because any man that God is supporting cannot be rejected by men. Number two, an encounter with the God of all grace will bring restoration into your life. Maybe you are here this morning and the season of your life has been wasted. 
your financial resources maybe have been wasted. Your time maybe has been wasted. This morning, the Lord will bring restoration into your life. Whatever the devil has stolen from you, in the name of Jesus, it shall be restored to you. Number three, God will strengthen you. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, I said God will strengthen somebody under the sound of my voice. Amen. If you know that you are that person, shout a louder amen now. Amen. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run, they will not be weary. They will walk and they will not faint because of divine strength. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, hallelujah. Amen. Those that wait upon the Lord, as you have come to wait upon the Lord this morning, God is imparting you with new strength so that you can go higher in your destiny journey in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And number four, an encounter with the God of all grace will set to your destiny. It will set to you. Hallelujah. God will lay your life on sure foundation. Amen. Amen. Your life will not be like a rolling stone that gathers no moss. Hallelujah. Amen. God will say to you, this morning, I don't know who God has sent this word to. Somebody under the sound of my voice, by reason of this morning's encounter, your life shall be settled. Maritally, you shall be settled. Amen. Financially, you shall be settled. Amen. I, I say you shall be settled. Career-wise, you shall be settled. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen to me. I realize that God doesn't come down to do anything for anyone. Why? The reason is because everything that you need for life and godliness is in the grace of God. why when you pray, what God answers you with is grace. Hebrews chapter number 4 verse 7 says, come ye boldly unto the throne of grace that ye may obtain mercy and find grace for help in times of need. So when you come to God in prayer, what God gives you is grace. That is the answer to your prayer. Meaning that everything that you need, they are already encapsulated. They are inside the grace of God. For instance, everything I came to church with this morning are inside my bag. Everything that I need for this service. So all I need to do is to reach inside the bag and bring them out. Some things inside my bag, I don't need to open the bag. What I mean is, I don't need to see them before I bring them out. 
All that here, I'll just put my hand inside. I know exactly what I'm looking for, and I know that it's there. So by the time I just run my hand through the bag, once I, my hand touches that thing, I bring it up. I know that it's there. Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah. Apostle Paul cried out to God one time that God should heal him, that God should deliver, the, deliver him. Do you know what God told him? He said, my grace is sufficient for you. Somebody is going home with grace this morning. Amen. So listen to me. I want to very quickly show you some things that the grace of God can do or what is inside grace that God has packaged into, into his grace for your life. Like I said, I don't need to look inside my bag to pick something from there. Once I know what I'm looking for, I know which part of the bag it is. And if I want you to bring anything for me, I can tell you, no, go to this part of the bag, or my bag is there. You will need to look, because the bag is not your own. And so it's grace for everyone. It's a gift that, that is loaded with everything that you're going to need that God has already given you. And the Bible says that bag is full. If you have received Jesus, that bag is full. <laughs> have, you ever seen, have you ever gone to see Father Christmas before? Hello, have you ever gone to see Father Christmas? Oh, okay. Somebody knew me? Okay. No problem. Somebody I've never gone, but I was still there to go when I was very small. And I also went at another time in my life. Praise God. The first time I went as a kid, it was at the Lipo, and there was the, there was the uh, Father Christmas and at, at Bonesy. Is it bones in your level? It's hard to give up. Alright? That was my first time. Then at, at another time, I was already a teenager. Alright? It was at National Theater. This was, this, that was a black man. I will tell you the difference of the two. The one at Oyibo, the Oyibo man, when, actually we rode a train, this small train, my children like, to see the Father Christmas, and he gave me my gift. When I saw him, he didn't know what he was around. He said, I can go back to my life. But of course, he all white, young, dead, and all that. He gave me the gift, and I walked away. The bag was not by his side. He would just come and he would play with you, then give you something. When I became a teenager, and they took us again to go out after Christmas, and that's not your When we got there, Nigeria old. All the children came, we were plenty. The first thing that happened when they said time to come and collect me, instead of us to keep everybody rushed in Father Christmas. So, and instead of the man to organize it, do you know what he did? He was giving the children as they rushed him. When the rush was, the pressure was much. And Father Christmas looked at the number of children. They looked at the gift inside the gift. He knew that it would not be enough. Do you know what he did? The Father Christmas took off. I'm telling you, the Father Christmas took off, and if you have ever been to National Theatre before, the place is big. The man took off with rushing. He ran. I'm, I'm sorry, the man is one of the staff of National Theatre because he knows all the honor. As we were running after him, I'm sorry, he entered one office. We couldn't find this man again. He went with our gift. Oh, I began to cry. I'm telling you, even as a teenager, this man went with my gift. We looked for him in 
You see, God is not like the Nigerian Father Christmas. Praise God. He will not run with your gift. The Bible says, of his fullness, have we all received more and more grace. Meaning that grace doesn't have limits. You can come back 100 years, 100 times per day. The grace is available. And the grace is, is multidimensional. It's not just one thing. It is plenty things. Of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. One version says more and more. One man came to my to our church one day and said, the grace of God is very scarce. I said, grace is not scarce. The grace of God is available. Only that we, you are not tapping into it well enough. Amen. You're not tapping into it well enough. So this morning, I want to show you generally not very specifically, but I'm going to assure you, even to your specific needs, the grace of God is available. I'm telling you this. There is nothing that you need that God has not released the grace for. So number one, the grace of God secures your salvation. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Not some men. How many men? So meaning that the 7 or 8.5 billion people on the earth can tap into the grace of God for salvation and be saved. All men. It is available. It is not exhaustible. You cannot finish it. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number two. The grace of God is the secret to sufficiency in life. To God's sufficiency in life. Second Corinthians chapter number nine verse eight. The Bible says that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always have been. Did you hear that? Some of you didn't hear me. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always have in all sufficiency in all things may abound to all good works. So the grace of God, listen to me, is available for you to be sufficient. One, always. Two, in all things. So what do you need now? Whatever that thing is, is in the grace of God. Your car is in the grace of God. Your house is in the grace of God. Hello there. Your job is in the grace of God. Whatever it is that you need for life, for sufficiency, that will make you sufficient in all things. 
Do you know what that means? To be sufficient. To have more than enough. Always. In all things. So all of God's grace is a secret to all sufficiency in life. So meaning that, listen, when that grace is at work in your life, you are sufficient in all things, always, all the time, you don't need anybody. You will not beg or borrow because God's grace will be sufficient for you. Whatever need you came in here this morning, receive grace for sufficiency. Amen. Number three. Hallelujah. Amen. I told you earlier that the help that you need is in the grace of God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6. He said, Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace for help in times of need. Hebrews 4, verse 6. Hallelujah. When you come before the Lord in prayer, your answer is grace. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And find grace for help. Listen to me. The help that you need. The grace that will meet that need. Oh yeah, receive it now. Amen. Number four. The grace of God. Is what guarantees success for you in anything that you do. Oh my God, do you know what? This grace puts you far ahead and far above every unbeliever. Far ahead and far above any family member of yours that are not Christian. Hello? What they have is only the energy of the flesh. To get things done for them. You have an advantage over them. And that advantage is what? Is the grace of God. First Peter, I mean first Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. He said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. One version says, was not without result, but I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. That was Apostle Paul talking. You know this Apostle Paul? Who the grace for salvation appeared to him in Acts chapter number 9 from verse 1 on his way to Damascus. You know this Apostle Paul, a former murderer who was hunting down the disciples and the apostles to kill them at that time. He was there when Stephen was being stoned. But the grace of God found him. And the grace of God changed his story. As the grace of God is going to change somebody's story. Amen. The grace of God repackaged him. The grace of God is repackaging somebody's destiny. Amen. Hallelujah. You know this Apostle Paul. He wrote more than half of the books of the New Testament. Hallelujah. He did more exploits than all the apostles that came before him. Listen to me. Listen to me. The grace of God is what makes sure that you do not labor in vain. He said the grace of God in my life is not in vain. The grace of God in my life is not without result. 
Listen to me. When you are graced, you cannot fail. Even if you want to. <laughs> That's why Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. Who is Jesus? The manifestation of the grace of God. In him was life and the life was the, was the light of men. The Bible says, and of his fullness have we all what? Received more and more grace. Hello, are you there with me? Yes, sir. The grace to do greater exploits before this year is over. The grace to command the kind of result you have never commanded from the beginning of this year. And oh, yeah, receive that grace now. Amen. I prophesy grace for exploits. Grace for greater exploits. Grace for greater success. Grace for greater achievement. Receive, receive, receive. Amen. You are not receiving. I shall receive it now. Amen. <laughs> he said, I labored more abundantly. I, 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 I surpassed all of them. I did more than all of them did. I exceeded their level of result. Because of the grace. The man said, not me, oh, not me, oh. But the grace of God that was with me. That will be your testimony before this year is over. Amen. I said, that will be your testimony before this year is over. Amen. I have quoted Psalm 84, verse 11. The Lord is a son and a shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold. From them that walk up like it. When you have an encounter with God's grace, nothing is withheld from you. Hallelujah. Amen. Nothing that you want to do shall become impossible unto you. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are going home with that grace this morning. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number five. God's grace gives you dimension. It gives you access, rather, into, into multidimensional glory of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Moses, in the book of Exodus, chapter 33, verse 12, he said, You say you know me, and that you have called me by your name. And that I have found grace in your sight. In our sight, if indeed I have found grace in your sight, show me your glory. <laughs> and God didn't deny him. He said, You will see me, only that you will not see my face. Hallelujah. And God showed Moses his glory. The kind of glory that he has never seen. Remember, this was after Moses saw the burning bush. This was after the Red Sea opened. I realized that people that have walked in grace, they are never satisfied. They are always desiring greater encounters with the God of all grace. Amen. So when you carry that grace, you begin to see God. You begin to experience the dimension of glory that very few men encounter. Tell me another person in the Bible that, that encountered what Moses encountered. Very few. Listen to me. After this morning program, 
your life is en entering into a measureless realm of glory. Amen. All the believers are not saying amen. I see your life is entering into a realm of, of measureless glory. Amen. Number six. The grace of God, when it is released upon your life, will level every mountain of your life. No mountain can withstand you. No mountain can withstand a man or a woman of grace. It doesn't matter how big the problem. Zechariah chapter number four, verse seven. Who are thou, O mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt be made a plain. He shall come with the capstone, shouting unto it, Grace, grace, grace. When, when you confront your life mountain, with the grace of God, the mountain bows to the God of all grace. Did you hear that? When you confront the mountains of your life with the grace of God, every mountain, every life challenge bows to the God of all grace in your life. Maybe you are here this morning. You came to this service. Ah, Father, Father, he said, come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It means that I will take the mountain off your life. I will excuse your life of the body. I will level the mountain for you so that your destiny journey can continue. You are here this morning, you are carrying loads and burdens. In the name of Jesus, as a man of grace, I confront that mountain in the name of Jesus Christ. I confront that mountain by the grace of God and I command it to be leveled in your life. Amen. I command it to be leveled in your life. This morning service, you will look for that mountain, you won't find it anymore. Amen. That mountain that was an issue before you left home. After you left this service, you are going home to meet testimonies. Amen. You are going home to hear solutions. Amen. If you are a believer, shout a louder amen now. Amen. Number seven. The grace of God. Is what opens the door of greatness in life. When you are coming to church, come with bio and paper. Write down something. Look at it again at home. Amen. It is the power that opens the door of greatness to your life. Listen, you can be graced and not be great. You cannot be graced. And not be great. Check every great man in the Bible. They are men and women of grace. Hallelujah. Amen. So meaning and listen to me. When you have grace. The grace of God removes every littleness. Smallness from your life. The Bible says in the book of Esther chapter 2. Verse Seven, the Bible said, and Esther obtained favor and found grace in the sight of the king of, of Midi Sampatia. Esther chapter 2, verse 7. And do you know what? 
And that year she was brought into the palace from the house where they were managing from one room apartment. Herself and Mordecai, where they were living alongside with their goats and dogs and all those things. Everybody was living in the same house. And that same year she was taken from that level to becoming the queen in the land where she was a slave. It is the grace of God that can make a person great where you are meant to be a slave. So the grace of God will break the yoke of slavery and elevate you into greatness. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you are arising into greatness. As a result of this morning encounter, in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lastly, the grace of God is the reservoir of God's riches. You know what a reservoir is? If you have um, if some, of, some of us that have overhead tank in our houses where you store water. All right? You put on a pumping machine, the water leaves inside the ground, several feet under the ground, and goes to that place and stays there. So that by the time you open this faucet in your room, water comes out. Amen. That's what, like, what the grace of God is. A reservoir of God's riches. Ephesians chapter number 2 verse 7. So that God can point to us in all the future ages as, as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace. Do you know what that means? God wants to make you an example of the incredible wealth of his grace. The King James Version says, instead of wealth of his grace, the King James Version says, riches of his grace. So this morning, oh, I love God. He wants me to be an example. of the incredible wealth of his grace. I prophesy and I declare to your life, the grace that you need for supernatural wealth and riches, receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I say receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, being sufficient is one thing. When you, are, when you have sufficiency, that is not wealth. It's not wealth. There are two different things. When something is sufficient, it means that it is enough. Just maybe for you and your family. But when you have wealth, listen to me. Not only are you sufficient, you are making others sufficient from your sufficiency. Not only are you rich, others are rich because of you. There's a Chinese a businessman by the name Jack Ma of Alibaba. Not the joker, you know there's one Alibaba that is a joker. That is a jester. Not that one. Alright? Alibaba is a company. Alright? Alibaba.com, yeah. 
He is a multi-billionaire in dollars. Not only that, everybody that started that company with him that remained, today they are also billionaires. Listen to me, he's not only a billionaire, he made others billionaires. That is wealth. Hallelujah. Amen. So wealth is your life having enough sufficiency to make others wealthy. The grace to walk in that world, to, to, to operate and to be an example, an example of divine wealth of God. Oh, yeah, receive that grace now. There are three components of grace. I'll just mention them. Pa, pa, pa. And we'll finish this service in about five minutes. What are the components of grace? There are three components of grace. Grace, grace has three parts to it. Number one is blessing. John chapter number one, verse 16 says, and of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. If you read it in the Amplified Version, Amplified now broke it down to three. So the first component is the blessing. So when you are graced, you are blessed. The second component is God's favor. So when you are graced, God decorates your life with his favor. The third component of grace is the gifts. Abilities. So when you are when you carry grace, your potentials are released. God gives you ability to do great things. And those are the three things I'm going to release upon your life in this service this morning. But then before that, how do we connect or encounter the God of all grace? Number one, it is by faith. You cannot connect to God's grace without faith. Romans chapter 5 verse 2. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Hello. We have access into grace by faith. So grace is accessed by your faith. Number two, grace is encountered through humility. The book of James, chapter number four, and verse six. The Bible says, but he gives grace. He gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So you want grace? You want to encounter the God of all grace? Then humble yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. What is humility? It is not a, a carrot. That's not, that's not, that's, 
Uh, I mean, what is humility? It's not. Uh, you know, you know, we have this style of. You know, that's not it. That's more like people, people worship. All right. Praise God. And there's another Yoruba proverb that says that the fact that you are prostrating doesn't mean that you, you, have, you are respecting the person. Because after you are prostrating, you are finished and the person passed. Only here, here. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know what, what, what it means to be humble? It's to accept whom God says you are in his word. I am what God says I am and I can do what God says I can do. So in the sight of God, that is humility. That's humility. That is humility. Accepting what God, what the word of God says you are. And accepting and believing and acting what the word of God says you can do. That's simply what it means to be humble. Before God do. Alright? Because, for instance, if they worship idol in your house and you say you are not going to contribute money for the sacrifice, they will say you are proud. Don't mind them. Before God, you are what? You are humble. You shouldn't contribute to idolatry. One day somebody comes in, they want to do Sarah for somebody. I say, Who is Sarah? I told them, Sorry, I don't do Sarah. I don't do Sarah. Because the moment I put my money there, if there's, when they now want to go and carry my school, they also call me. <laughs> Are you with me? Because after he brought his money for Sarah. So I, I quickly told them, you, can, you guys can go and do this, Sarah. I'm not doing Sarah. I don't believe in Sarah. Even though what they wanted to do, use it for, or do the Sarah for, sounded like something that will help. I said, no, 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 me, I don't do Sarah. If you, want, if you are calling for prayer meeting, eh, eh, I will come. But if you are calling for salad organization, I'm, I don't belong there. So I took my stand. I don't know what they said behind me. I didn't care. Hello, are you with me? Never join them to do those things. This morning, the God of all grace will give you a life-changing encounter. But after you have received the grace, take steps. Rise up on your feet. Amen. Amen. And keep on working in humility. Do you know what? The only way to secure more grace is by working in what? In humility. The Bible says, He giveth more grace. He giveth what? More grace. So for those that are humble, the grace is more. Lift up your voice and begin to glorify the name of Jesus. As you rise to your feet. Lift up your voice and pray. You'll be playing and sleeping in church. You can, how can you connect grace like that? I mean, when you have trouble, lift up your voice. Begin to appreciate the God of all grace. He's here this morning. Give him all the glory for his grace. That God is here this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. 
you are going to lift up your voice and let's quickly pray this prayer and say, Oh God of all grace, let the grace for salvation appear to me and my household in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray that prayer, Lord. The grace for salvation. Are you praying this morning? Let that grace, let it manifest to me and my household in the name of Jesus. Lord, let it manifest, 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 manifest. In Jesus' mighty name, it has manifested. You are going to pray and say, Oh God of all grace, let the grace for sufficiency rest on me now. In the name of Jesus, you are not praying. Lord, this morning, let the grace for sufficiency. Lord, let it red, 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 Lord, let it rest on me. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You are going to lift up your voice and pray and say, Father God. Come on, say, God of all grace. Come on, say, oh God of all grace. Let the grace for greater success and exploits rest on me now. In the name of Jesus. Pray. Lord, let the grace. Lord, let it rest, 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 rest. Lord, the grace. You are not praying. In Jesus. Mighty name, we are praying. You are going to lift up.